Welcome to episode 19 of the Mindfuckery podcast. In this one, I want to talk about the power of words and how they can be used to injure you. Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. I want to talk about the power of words. Frankie goes to Hollywood, sings about, or had a song called The Power of Love, but I don't know anyone who sung about words, but they are the way we communicate and they conjure up so many different emotions within us. And there are words of hate, of words of encouragement, words of anger. And I know when I set up or started out with this podcast, it was to help people understand the terms that you will find in emotional abuse. But this is going back to really, really going back to my roots of empowerment. When I first started out on this journey 20 odd years ago, this is the the area that I went into. And before I got into and went through my own experience, experience of emotional abuse. I was working as an empowerment soul transformation coach, helping people uncover and heal from the original wound, which is also the work I do now. I used to run workshops for women and I used to do seasonal workshops and I always talked about the power of words because I think it's something like 400,000 words a day go through our head. So if we're talking negatively uh, to ourselves, it has an effect. Also, there's um, some experience, which I will talk about um, during the podcast. And we are, as individuals, made up of about 80% water. And as we get older, we actually do lose some of that fluid. But these are all the things that I want to talk about in this podcast. So my grandmother used to repeat a rhyme to us as children, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And it's a saying that she was repeating over and over again if we were upset about anything. But I call bullshit on it because actually it's completely wrong. There are other statements like my word is my bond or my words are my sword. Words are really powerful and they can have you questioning yourself. I used to teach customer services in a previous life uh, when I used to work in a call centre. One of the exercises that we used to play was with a phrase and if you got the intonation wrong or put it in a different place, it changed the whole meaning. And this is why I think with text messaging and uh, emails sometimes, and various different messages, the meaning can get lost because they literally are just words on a screen. And it might be that you found yourself saying, I didn't mean that, or hearing the abuser or somebody else around you say, I didn't mean that. We used to train one with a brown cow. Anyway, let me use this one, I've got an example. He isn't flying to Paris tomorrow. So let me show you how easy this is. One, he isn't flying to Paris tomorrow. So in this case, the emphasis is on the he. It's not him who's flying or traveling, but somebody else. The second example with the emphasis on the isn't, 
he isn't flying to Paris tomorrow. So the emphasis on the isn't is he's changed his mind. Or the third example is he isn't flying to Paris tomorrow. So the emphasis on flying, he isn't flying tomorrow. He might be driving. He's changed his mind. The fourth one is on the emphasis of two is he isn't flying to Paris tomorrow. You're saying that this is not a direction that he's flying into. He isn't flying to Paris tomorrow. He could actually be flying from Paris tomorrow. So you can see by changing the emphasis, it actually changes the meaning. You might, if you've come out of this emotionally abusive relationship, you might have heard things like, I didn't say that, I said. You might remember hearing words and thinking, you didn't say that, though, you said. You might remember recoiling at the language that you heard directed at you. It might be that you remember the words and feeling like it was a personal attack on you. I've felt that myself. Like literally somebody said something to me and I felt like I'd been stabbed in the heart. They tell you, everyone thinks that you're mad or you're bipolar or insecure. You have low self-esteem. You wonder why, they wonder why you're still together. And you might have other terms that you've heard. And they might suggest that other family members have raised concerns about the way you behave. The abuser uses words to devalue you and they use words to coerce you. They might tell you that you're crazy or paranoid when you start to question things. They might have used words to belittle you, shame you, guilt you. Words are used as weapons and by not using words, that can be taken that you don't object. During the divorce, emotionally or physically, you need to be very careful. You don't overlook something because you get caught up in the games that they play. On YouTube, I've got a video called Respond, Don't React. And in that, I explain how and why they load the words in the way that they do and how important, in fact, a lot of my videos touch on the importance of not reacting. Think of them as some crazy science professor who is playing around with you and your emotions so they are trying to create an amazing reaction they're changing the chemicals within you and you literally could be playing into their hands your self-esteem was stripped away with words and it's now non-existent and you possibly believe that you're not worthy of anything. You might feel trapped, and that is exactly what this was used for, forcing you into a position that you're reliant on them for everything and you're easier to control. It's also important to remember this can be used after the relationship is over. A little while ago, I did a YouTube video on the power of words, and I did it on Kate Pearson. I'd been watching a series called This Is Us. Uh, it's about a family who adopt a son who was thought to be born on the same day that they lost one of their triplets. So it flips back in time. They recall memories of people, relationships, etc. But it also reminds me of the way that I wrote Finding Lily. The character is sat in a coffee shop and she's picking up on the emotions of a young woman sat next to her or opposite her. And it's triggering memories within inside her, which help her eventually heal. And the story leads up to the meeting 
of Kate Pearson and her ex. You saw the emotional abuse that took place. I think it was the season before or the episode before leading up to it. So you see her in this abusive relationship and this coercive relationship um, that she got herself in. And she, I think she was about 18 years old and she was with somebody that she worked with and she was really into music as was her mother. Her father had died a few months before and so she'd been putting off going to college. I think that was the storyline. And um, anyway, so she meets up with this guy. She finds that she's in this manipulative relationship. They go off. I can't remember why, but they're going. The family have a cabin in the woods that they've always gone to as young from young children. She finds that they are both traveling. Her and and this boyfriend are traveling. And um, they have an argument and he kicks her out and he leaves her to walk to a gas station. And when she gets there, she calls her mum. But before she can say anything, the boyfriend turns up and he persuades her that everything's fine, that they're fine and they can continue. But feeling something isn't right her mum and uh, calls both her brothers and they go up to the cabin she's supposed to be going out for a birthday I think she cancels the meal the boyfriend has apologized um, and saying you know I love you right and there's snow on the road and the road's closed so Kate and her sons are trying to get they, they I think they have to turn back and go the next day and when they arrive Kate's wearing gloves and over time it transpires that Mark was asked not to use a mug which which had been her father's and he was playing with it and he was flipping it in his hands going something like oh what do you mean you know that sort of attitude and as Kate turns around you hear this smash and you don't know whether it's deliberate because you don't actually see it and I think Kate was upset about him and she says about him being unemployed and he you know there's this big argument and he makes comments about her weight and then her family arrive the next day and they find that she's wearing clubs um, and what it's doing is she's actually hiding a cut on her hands and it and it reveals or over that I think it's over that episode it reveals that what actually happened was he locked her out of the cabin when she'd had this go at him and she'd had to break a window to try and get back in and this is 20 years later she's having this conversation about what happened with her husband and she reveals the state the true state of the relationship how it was abusive and he can't understand um, about this boyfriend he said you know you know we've spoken about our past before you've never said a word about this so anyway what she then does she gets on I think it's she gets on Facebook or something like that she tracks him down and her husband drives her to the place that he's now living and where he actually works and she gets out of the car and she can see that he's outside having a cigarette and she approaches him and she tells him who she she is. And the program then cuts, or the, the episode cuts, to another scene. And it shows you that a little while after the relationship, she went to his apartment and he believed she was wanting to get back together. You also see Kate discovering that she was pregnant at 18 and having to make decisions about what to do and hiding everything from her family as they've been through so much already with the death of this much beloved father. So um, she's been lying to her mum about what's going on. So there's there's all these emotions that are going on and she's probably dying inside as she listens to her mother chat away about the weekend that she'd spent with, um, I think she'd been away with Kate 
Kate's brothers. And while she was away, Kate was actually having an abortion. So as Kate walks towards him, so we're back to the scene of the ex-boyfriend as she walks towards him, she says, can I ask you a question? He says, okay, sure. She says, what do you remember about our relationship? When you look back on it, I mean, and he says, and he looks at her and he says, really, that's why you're here? To rehash our relationship, our six month relationship from like 20 years ago. And she says, you know, forget about it. Um, And he says, oh no, sorry. Yeah, when I look back on it, we were in love with the question, you know, it was like questioning. Um, You had great taste in music. And then he says, you were broken in all the right places. And yeah, things got really intense at times, but we were kids. And she says, no, I was a kid. And you were 20, a 24 year old man. She says, I was broken. I was grieving. My dad had just died and I was destroyed and vulnerable and you knew it and that's what you liked and he says okay and she says no 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 I'm not finished she said what you did to me how you held my self-esteem in your hands and then you decided to crush it and damage it for years I've swallowed my dreams my feelings and a lot of food look at me and then she's you know she insists like look at me look at me you need to get this and she said the time it took me to heal from you stole years from me and I can't even get those back it took me a while but I found someone who loves me the way I deserve to be loved I have a son and a husband I'm not the one who's broken you are you're the disease and I'm not carrying it a moment longer so I give it back to you good luck with it Mark so literally I went and found that from the script that I wrote for that video so even though it's something that I've known about, it caught me off guard. I was a cheerleader. I was, you go girl, you tell him. And handing him back the wounds that you've been carrying. So the some of these statements are so powerful and I started to think about my own healing journey so you might remember hearing words and thinking he didn't say something or recoiling at the language and as I said you know they use words to devalue to coerce you to make you think that you're actually crazy and this does come it links in I think I have done a podcast and I've done videos and it's in my book the A to Z of emotional abuse children are sponges from the ages of birth to the ages of seven or eight years old we are sponges everything we hear and we see we take on as the truth we are not in a position to say that isn't right or that shouldn't be or that person shouldn't be behaving in that way we can't do that because of the way and the structure we live in this theta state which is a hypnotic state and this is where all the programming happens and that is great if the programming comes from healthy people but not so wonderful if it doesn't so you can usually scrape by if you've had good enough parents if the emotional abuse that you've experienced in childhood says it's okay to be treated this way your self-esteem was stripped away with words not fists so to now be non-existent and possibly believe you're not worthy the time it took me to heal from you stole years from me and I can't get them back so that was such an amazing statement and it really resonated with me the healing is crucial it doesn't matter if you're going to see this person or not they steal so much they steal so much of your time your friendships your money they steal everything and then afterwards they look walk away looking like they're living the most amazing life and you're caught trapped 
So one of the hardest parts of dealing with this type of relationship is trying to heal and living with the fear of how you're going to survive without them. And then you watch them living their life without, it appears, any worries. And then you can lose even more years of your life waiting for them to come back, If particularly if they've been hoovering you and saying, like, we're still meant to be together, I don't want you to go through this alone and all of those things. So not healing your wounds and living your life is being trapped and in fact that you know a lot of people if you if you're caught in this loop at the moment of watching different videos you will see people say the best revenge is to go and heal and live your best life if it helps you write out your story look for the patterns and heal those wounds i just want to touch on dr amoto uh, he's a japanese i will put a link in the description box because he did some really really amazing and important work with water crystals and he learned a technique of freezing crystals in a very particular way and what he was doing it was proving the energy behind words so he'd get a glass of water he also healed various different places where the water had been contaminated as well it's really important stuff that he did and it's so important because as I said at the beginning we're made up of about 80% water as we get older it does reduce but 80% of us is water. We need the water flowing through us so our, our cells move around and they're able to cleanse and, and clean out. So it is really vitally important. So what he did was he would get a glass of water and then he'd write a word on a piece of paper and that energy then was taken into the water and then he'd freeze the water into water crystals so it's done in a very specific way but he took things like love and hate and he took names of people and um he took songs and the oh they're just so beautiful the, the ones like the love and um and spirituality and some of the songs i think there was a john lennon song and the the water crystals are very individual um like snowflakes they're very very individual they're like a thumbprint they've got their own own tune their own vibe their own um makeup and then he compared them to things like hate and uh, nasty words. I can't actually think of any at the moment. But I think it's really important to understand that the words that we heal really do affect us on a cellular level. So think about that. Think about what you can do and the words that you hear particularly when you first come out of the relationship it's really really hard you repeat back you're questioning you have more questions than you have answers you've had no closure that is purposeful and you will maybe repeat the words or you'll find that you're repeating things or berating yourself belittling yourself shaming yourself and I want you to just to stop for a moment and to tune in I haven't spoken about this for a while, actually, um, but actually tune in and listen to the voice that's talking. And if it isn't your voice, it is coming for it. It's more than likely going to come from someone else anyway. So they've told you this statement. They've made these things up. And this is purposeful to take away your power. 
to take away the control you have over your life. For me, healing from these relationships is about sovereignty. It's about claiming back your power, stepping into your power. And it's more importantly about healing the original wounds. Um, So you heal the wounds from the relationship and then you go further and heal the wounds. So you're in a position that you never experience this again. If somebody starts talking to you in that way, you start to build the muscles. It isn't something that happens overnight. It's something that you start to build those muscles and say, no, I'm not listening to that. No, you're not speaking to me like that. It's like armoring up for battle. You're fighting for your freedom, sanity, your sovereignty, and you're fighting for your future. So if it helps, write out your story, but please do it when you're grounded. And then I've, I think I've said this in a few for podcasts, for podcasts, look for the patterns. I love looking for patterns. It's just something I do. I see them everywhere. I look and see, look, this is, this, at this point, this happens. So uh, look for the patterns. It might be patterns in all relationships. It might be patterns just with men or just with women. It might be with just with people of authority. Just look for those patterns. I know through my own healing journey, the damage emotional abuse leaves on your life. It's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's on your spirituality and it also affects you financially as well you know they manipulate you then they use the emotional abuse for fear humiliation guilt they use manipulation tactics and this is all about power this is why it's so important to step back into your power claim back your sovereignty heal those wounds it's so so vitally important i felt like kate i'd had years stolen from me and i can't get those back however okay what i can do is forgive myself for the mistakes that i made and I've healed wounds every so often some pop up memories pop up and to me now they're a gift and they show me where I need healing what where the next bit of my healing journey starts and what I now need to do don't put a time limit on this but also don't listen to people that say oh you should really be over this by now Start limiting the stuff that you're doing with regards to if you're constantly, because I I did lose a lot of time watching videos, although it has helped me and what I do now, but start putting time limits on, okay, I'm going to watch one video, you know, whatever, a day, a week, whatever your time restrictions are. Make sure you're grounded and make sure that you're breathing and in your body because as soon as you start ruminating, you'll flip into your head and you'll believe this is all your fault. Remember those words are changing the chemistry reaction within you. It's so vitally important to keep that as a really high and purely if you go and watch the uh, Dr. Emoto videos, I will, as I said, I'll put a link in the description box and just see the difference between the negative words and the positive words. We need to be really, really building ourselves up and changing that chemistry, grounding and breathing, but ultimately healing the original wound because when you heal those wounds, you start to remove those words, those statements and those beliefs about yourself. I hope you found this useful. I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.